What's up, 1550 that probably presents the Rundown Love of Hip Hop Miami, the official, unofficial podcast of VH1's Love of Hip Hop series. I'm one of your hosts, John Robinson, joined by the lovely and talented Michelle Antoinette. How are you doing, sweetie? I'm doing great. What about yourself? I'm doing good. This episode was it was pretty good to me. It was called Blood Thicker Than Blood or Thicker Than Water. One of the two. Was it? The, the, the things that stick out not that it was a bad episode i just felt like i wasn't fully invested i i'm enjoying ace and sheila because yeah, they're giving yeah. us all their communication is so great yeah i just wish we got more like they cut their scenes off so short i don't i know you probably have not seen this or if you have you never brought it up but there's a show on own called love and marriage huntsville and sarah watches it it comes on on saturdays they do long scenes, meaning like if there is a barbecue or event, they can. There seems like that we're gonna shoot for six hours. You got the ladies gonna be talking to here, and the fellas gonna be talking, and it just it's just conversation. And I'm like, with these two, I could deal with. Some, I could do a conversation. Y'all really don't have to edit this. I, I'm good with this. Um, and I thought the Amara. Uh, listen, I get it. Amara's dumb in love right now, or young in love. But the way that man turned on her, she should have been like, <laughs> she should have been like, oh wait, my God. we going to get to oh. it. But my thought, oh. I'll save it. All right. Amara, we, we pick up when Mara walks off from dinner and she questions if Alan would do the same for her. She does let us know that he can't leave because he got businesses, family and a daughter. She has a moment with her mom. She apologizes for her frustration and explain her mom explains you spent a lifetime on your brand. But Amara doesn't want to shake her ass anymore. And so Amara's like, so no more Amara La Negra. You fall in love and you get tired. It Amara just wants to be happy. She doesn't want to feel guilty. Amara for just wants to be a wife. It's, and I don't mean that in a bad way. She really just wants to settle down and find her man. Because I feel like every season or, you know, or the last few seasons, it's just been like, guy, 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 guy. Yes. Uh, but I think well, MJ didn't seem that bad. This guy giving me toxic vibes. He give me vibes. Oh, he toxic? Is the, no, that ass, the way he changed. That man. Yeah, he I was it. sitting here like, bro, stop begging him. Yeah. So put, that, put that energy into you. She brings up that she was bulimic trying to fit into an industry that, uh, into the entertainment industry. This happened when she was 14 or 15, but to this day. I thought she was saying currently. I did too. She I got so slim. She lost a lot of weight. Yeah, she says she doesn't see herself like others see herself. She has no friends. It's all work, and she's never going to be Beyonce, which leads me to wonder, if I got an interview with Beyonce, I'm like, listen, not to be this person, but a lot of people be like, I'm not going to be a Beyonce. I want to be Beyonce. Who does Beyonce want to be? Or who did she want to be like? Who did before? she want to be growing up? Yes. <laughs> uh, um, and she doesn't want to please her mom anymore, and that's where we leave that scene. Back in Miami. Who's the next Beyonce? How do you get these people? Because I feel like, and I, I say this meaning like, I feel like there's other celebrities that's out that you don't, that's just as great like Rihanna. Nobody ever goes and say, I want to be a Rihanna though. And like, realistically, what do you, like, why not? Yeah, she's why got is... great albums. She's got, like, she has a, a following that's huge. People love her. She has the image. She's, you know, she's, honest and her she got fancy she got makeup lines she got beauty like why would you nobody striving to be a rihanna yeah it's, it's just beyonce stays on the tip of everybody's tongue 
Nobody's it's, striving to be a Mariah Carey. I was going to say that, like, wait, who was who was people trying to be before Beyonce? Was it like, I'm never going to be Mariah. I'm never going to be Janet Jackson. Was that who they was like, looking yeah, like, up to? like, who are you? I feel like, I don't know. I was going to say, I feel like the next big person was like Michael Jackson. It, yeah. It's weird because I don't know if, and this is a, this is a definitely equal opposite slash studio flow conversation. I don't know if our culture is built to have another Beyonce, the way we spit people out, or the, like if you look at the Cardi B's and uh, who like Lizzo, it seems as if like, fam, I could just drop singles. Like Lizzo dropped that single Rumors. I thought it was all right, but there's no album in sight. You know, where's that? There's like, nothing's coming. Yo, we don't, we I don't, don't like the, the way the music industry works today. Yeah, it feels like a throwback era because I remember now I I was not there, but when we watched old movies and they were like, yeah, "It's a forty-five or you know, because it's a single." And I'm like, yeah, they just released singles. Did they ever have albums? Like, no, you had to work your way up. I miss albums. I like albums. I like a I body mean, of we work. We got two albums that I know we're gonna have to discuss. Oh man, I gotta I gotta I gotta discuss a certified lover boy again. <laughs> I mean, not fully. I'm just yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. voice my opinion of that because you know I didn't listen to Donda, so there's that. Oh, okay. I don't plan on it either. I at mean, least checked out Drake, which is the very first the, the album funny, of Drake. The I've funny ever part to. is last episode of Equal Opposites, we talked about GDs and Kanye want to be a GD so bad that that <laughs> that diss he put out on Drake featuring Andre 3000, who Andre 3000 was like, I was just rapping about my mom and he put me in a Drake beef. He was like, I put that on GD. And I'm like, when did you become a GD? And I, I brought it, we did Studio Flow today. Oh, I forget. I, I apologize. Hello. I apologize so much for this, guys. I really wanted to start the pod off with this because it threw me. But those two hours, I completely forget. Rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. That shit, I found oh. out. I found yeah. out on the podcast because we were wrapping up and I said, yo, anything else happened? And Sarah was like, Michael K. Williams died. I'm like, what? And me and my brother was yeah. taken aback by this. Taken aback. But And I don't know if this is facts, but to be over an uh, overdose? That that's what there's we gonna that's, that's, that's the equal that's equal opposites. We I cannot yeah. wait to discuss this uh <laughs> with the cocaine and situations like that. It's just the level of trust Ooh. people have for their drug dealers. I don't understand that. I'm like, why do y'all trust these people? Ooh, which, no. which would probably get into why we should legalize drugs. So if you if you got people doing cocaine, they're going to get it from something that ain't been stepped on. We'll talk about that, um, and then we'll all get into the Kanye going from from Blackstone to GD in his 40s. Like this is worth. Remember when when all of a sudden Lil Wayne was a blood, but at least he was still in his 20s. But I still thought that was weird. But now Kanye is 43, 44. Hadn't like, Lil Wayne always been a ganger banger? No, not in the beginning when it was the hot boys. The hot boys. <laughs> you couldn't have told me he wasn't a ganger banger at uh, that time. I thought he was. Nah, he I think was it, like 16. That made sense to me. No, when he dropped the Carter, because he dropped the Carter in 2004. And, and Lil Wayne was born in 1982 with me. I wasn't 16 in 2004. I was already 22. Yeah, I was twenty two. Uh, uh, then he, yeah, because he picked up a lot of things like being a blood and skateboarding. He's like, why is he skateboarding? Uh, where? Oh yeah, (laughs) how do we get there? (laughs) Oh, we talk about the music and Beyonce. Golly, all right. We meet Florence L. Luce. She is the queen of Compa, which is the music of Little Haiti. Oh, excuse me. She lost. She was like, oh, I've been 
you know, selling out venues. I was in New York, Montreal, all these places. And I lost momentum during the pandemic. So she's serving drinks at a restaurant she owns during her own show. Marlon is her husband, married for 13 she years. She said, I'm a hustler, baby. Yeah. I'm a hustler. They've been married for 13 years. It's her business partner. I was like, red flag. Y'all got to separate that shit. I know it's cheap, but no. Nah. Father of three boys and they're short staffed. Galel uh, is her sister. Galel, I think it is. Galel is her sister. And they are close. They take a shot and they see Marlon talking to a woman. Luckily for Marlon, the woman works for a bartender company and she got braces. And it's always weird to see a grown ass woman with braces, but take care of your teeth. Uh, Flo says Marlon can be a little too friendly. We'll get more on that later, y'all. What did you think about Flo in this this costume, this outfit that she was with, this ensemble? What did, which word did you go with? <laughs> this was the red fit, right? Yes, this was the red with the white boots. Did she have the white boots? I mean, it made sense as a person who had to perform but it all, and then yeah. hop off stage and be the bartender, the waitress. <laughs> it makes owner. sense for the performance, but I've been, yeah. I've been to so many restaurants where the owner or the manager come by, I'm like, hey, how you like everything? Hey, but yeah, just, if they were just in that outfit, and, I'd be like, And oh it's God. like, it's not like a strip club atmosphere. No, it's it a wasn't. Nah. <laughs> Uh, Neri is celebrating Nori's wife Neri is celebrating her birth she, birth it is her birth but it sounds so crazy to cut she's it off that way her birth. yeah she's happy to have a day to herself they're having this little party Ray and Princess arrive at the party Ray has lost princess weight Princess is so fine yeah they're a good looking couple every time I stay they are a good looking couple every time I see her I just be like ma'am yeah like Ma'am, just can I get your skincare routine? Ray. Her makeup be like nice. It's never too much. Like she doing too much. It'd be like, I know she has on makeup, but it's good. Her hair. She love a, she love a tube top dress though. Yeah. I feel like I always see her in one. She just fine. Ray says he's in Miami because he's bi-coastal and love is in Miami. Princess and Neri sip champagne. Princess says they're here because they need a change of scenery. And Ray wants a shot He uh, with uh, Nori. He says the divorce is called off. When Ray turned 40, it all changed. He fought for his wife and his family, and he wants Nori to be his married friend, and Nori accepts. I need married friends. There needs to be a dating website for couples to find mm-hmm. other couples married. to hang out and talk about the like married they, life. They do. It's just a swing. I know. Step. I don't need that. I don't need that <laughs> extra stuff. We good on that part. I'm like, golly. <laughs> And then um, Nori says, oh, we still, I still smoke and drink, but I come home every night. And Roy, uh, it was, Ray's like, ooh, that's every night? And Princess, so back to Princess. Ray J ass really said, I might be, he was like, I don't be out, but I'll just be working for four days straight. If you don't get the entire fuck out of here, sir. Do you think Ray likes being married or he likes the idea of being married? Like, I think the, he <laughs> likes the idea and likes Princess. However, I think he enjoys being able to move however he wants to move. Like when Nori brought up like, yo, you remember the first time I, I saw you in Vegas? You was like, nobody brings their wife to Vegas. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like some Sounds guilty. <laughs> it do. Like, come on. You don't be helping yourself at all. Sounds like some Ray J stuff. All right. Uh, yeah. Before we leave, Princess was telling Neri that, Neri that she thinks Ray takes advantage of her being home with the kids, and that's why he's always working. Like, oh, well, you work the kids. All right, I'll just go work. So Ace is working out. 
and Sheila is meditating and she tells us that she has a history of anxiety and she felt it really bad last night. Afterwards, Ace asked her how she feels and she wanted that level of concern when she couldn't sleep at 2.30 in the morning. Her mind goes into a loop and uh, she can't just feel like her she's going off a cliff and Ace says, I don't know how to what to do. And I'm thinking, and he thought that she can handle this on her own. And she's like, yeah, that makes it worse. I feel like I'm getting judged by the person I love. Ace details his childhood and how he was raised not to show emotion. A lot of black men are raised not to show emotion. He admits that he is um, emotionally unavailable and now for, and it's better for him not to judge. He should have responded differently. His mom wanting a better relationship actually provoked the anxiety and she was glad that her mom wasn't there because her mom has anxiety as well. She's just going to bring God's energy and she appreciates Ace for having this conversation with her. Then they give each other a little high five. I like this. I like, I was like, I, I love I, their communication. I was like, what I love we, their relationship thus far. All right. Is it hard? And I and more might have the numbers. I'm like, can we have an ace hood and, and uh, Sheila Marie in every group? Like, I feel like we got the Yandy and Mendeecees like just, and then you can have the love triangle, which you got with flow in them and, like the mixture can we just have it all because for a second Kirk they, and Rashida, they're struggling by having it all they either gotta be all ratchet or oh, yeah. like Miami have- trying Miami trying because they do have it but then you got Sukiana so like yeah. you got the ratchet over there <laughs> I guess I guess you can't be kind of pregnant you just gotta be all in so you're right Flo is two weeks away from the grand opening and they look like they are behind. Um, she wants to open the biggest beauty bar in South Florida. Now, for in order to be called a bar, just got to serve drinks or this bar just you could throw bar or something. Like, how does this work with, the, with salons? Because like a beauty bar. <laughs> like what are the services? Yeah, that's what I because I, I know that term, but I'm not familiar with what a beauty bar is. Yeah, I'm like, it's not a bar. I don't feel like they're going to have drinks. No, I mean like like champagne and mimosas. Not like you know. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like I can, I can go in there and get a drink. Yeah, <laughs> see, I looked at this beauty bar that says salon spa, and then it, and even it has drinks in here. It has wines and signature cocktails. So I think that's what they're offering that to. Okay, um, let me see where are we at. They add. She points out the flaws for the contractors contractors to fix. She points out that they have two thousand RSVPs. Like this place doesn't look like it hold two thousand people though. That look like a fire. What's it fire? What is it called when the fire marshals get called in? I forgot what, but y'all know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't have fire any hazard. Pe- yeah, that might be that, but you can't have that many people in there. Yeah. She has. She has to do a video interview. I don't know why she has to do it here. And before she didn't even tell the people like, "Yo, I'm gonna be working," so y'all just paint. No, they start firing up the song. And then she told them to do it quietly. Ma'am, you can't turn the volume down of the fucking song. She's what like, are you she's like put about? some headphones in that saw. Thank you. Could you put some headphones in the circular saw? Thank you. Put it on the low <laughs> setting. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, she has to do a video interview with the Haitian blogger, Wanda. She came to America with nothing. No papers, no money. Father passed it. But here's a what was I was like, damn, that's crazy. But then she's like, my father passed away at four. And my mom had to hustle. And I was like, oh, you can't. You came with your parents. I thought she came like at 16 to 17. I'm like, of course you didn't have no papers or no money. You were broke. All kids are broke. Uh, so Nori and Neri uh, go on their way to see Princess and Ray. 
They passed the juice bar and people are working. It's been eight months waiting for this bar to open. When they get there, the ladies have a surprise. The guys have to cook for the woman. Ray already has doubts. He's, oh, I don't work with blood and blah, blah, blah. Do Make it work, as Tim Gunn would say on Project Runway. They have salmon and they have steak. Princess just hopes that the food is all the way cooked. And I thought to myself, yo, Safari went down to talk to Trick Daddy about relationships. No, you call Trick Daddy to cook. This is what he should have showed up. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, yeah. This is when you... which is clearly on the next clip of yes. the uh, next episode. But also, not in your grown ass age do you not know how to do anything. I was so irritated. Okay. If you don't pull up a YouTube clip, that's what bothered me. They're like, I don't know how long to cook this. I'm like, you can look, look up a recipe or something. Stop acting like y'all twelve. I was even a twelve year old would know to do that. I was very upset. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> listen, as much as we have gushed and fallen over Princess, I'm like, Princess, why are you, what about Ray? <laughs> that you Like, um, he could have cooked you a dinner. Yes, he can order the best chef, but he couldn't make you a dinner at all. Because he's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I just this. can't believe in your grown ass life. Like, you've been in this world for 40 years and you don't know how to do nothing. Nope. On the next clip, he didn't know how to use a can opener. That's for true. Next week's clip. That's yeah, right. He didn't know how to use it. I don't know if this is for TV or you just genuinely don't know, but I'm now about to look at Sonya all types of sideways. Yeah. Yo, the same way y'all hopped in Joy's comments about the booty. Y'all better hop in Brandy's exactly. comments and be like, your brother Listen, don't know how to use you, a can opener. Your brother don't know how to use nothing. <laughs> make it make sense. And it wasn't like, listen, they've been active for a while, but they weren't like, oh, we had Maze and Butler's rich. Like, stop it. Y'all knew how to open a can opener. Uh, Don't play with my emotions. Neri tells Princess the juice bar will be open in July. She's waiting on zoning permits. Princess went through a similar situation. Yo, boy, the the money talk we got to get into. Uh, When she did a nail salon on Melrose, it was building for two years. She spent $100,000 and paid $5,000 a month for something that opened. To never open. I couldn't. Listen. I got Why didn't it open? Yeah, did we get that part? After hearing that, Neri is having second thoughts. Uh, we in there. All right. So, Flo in this next scene, I had to bring this up. I, had to, I wrote this in here. I said, You were telling us how you were this big artist before the pandemic, but now you're struggling. You got to sell the struggle better. You can't have the Versace robe on. You got to sell us the struggle. I'm like, you got <laughs> lie to me, Jerry. You have to lie to us. Like, man, put the, you you know you're shooting. You got to put the little house coat on. And be like, oh, damn, she got the three boys running around here. Yeah, it's, you you got to do it. I'm like, with the Versace rolls, I'm like, you don't need our money. You good. You, you real good of them. She said, I bought this a long time ago. Yeah, it's I know. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to bring up the Versace robes in uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, but I was like, oh no, they were at the Versace Hotel. I'm pretty sure that's the robes they give you. Oh, absolutely. And how are we going to jump past Ray J and his Versace? Oh, the Versace uh, suit? I did right there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Versace. Uh, he said, you had a tiger suit? Oh, he said, yeah, it was a Versace. All right, so her three, she has three boys, Pino, Xavier, and Akeem. The kids want the mom to cook breakfast. She brings up Marlon, Marlon, yeah, Marlon coming home late. At breakfast, he tells the kids, you know how I met your mom? 
And she says, yeah, he he said he lost his phone and used his phone to dial his number while I was in his pocket. And the little boys are like, oh, I'm taking notes. That's a, that's a good game. But he did say he had a lot of girlfriends before, and she brought that up. Like, oh, before? Are we, are we good now? They're not good. good They're not good now. They're not good now. Back in the DR, uh, Mommy Anna and Amara walked through the neighborhood Anna was born in. She had a rough upbringing. She tells Amara, you had an amazing life. I asked God so uh, just to make it to the United States. I got there when I was 17 years old and lived by herself. And Amara remains humble because she knows her mom's story. Mom still thinks that Amara will regret staying in the DR. And Amara is now having second thoughts after her mom's words at dinner in this walkthrough conversation. So uh, after this, we go back to Miami and Sheila meets with her mom, Linda. And I was not ready for Linda to be. I don't even know. I don't think she was white. <laughs> white, like I, she and she didn't address it neither because she was like, you know, my dad's black, my mom, and then she said, she said my mom is that she married <laughs> another she white, was like, right? And then she goes, she marries another oh, white, right. and so I'm like, your mom white because she don't look all white to me. Yeah, especially in that flashback picture. I was like, oh, your mom a little cute. She had a little hair phone. Was holding. Wait, look, she was wait, hold up, hold up. Now that I think about it. <laughs> That's hairstyle had went out in the seventies, but and you had to be born in the eighties or late late eighties or early nineties, probably late eighties. But yeah, your mom your mom was rocking it. She was killing it. She uh, was still in the game. So she gives her mom a gift, and then her book was in there. We didn't get to see the rest of the gifts. She uh, after her mom remarried another white man. She had a sister, and she grew up as the only black person in the house, and it was challenging and confusing. Which she, I could see. Yes, you could see that. Um, it's it's different. It's not like your sister. Is biracial too. Yeah. <laughs> so your whole family just looks white. Yeah. And you are black. You really took after your father. We were talking on. Well, you know, this is after Studio Flaws, bringing up my my niece. I don't even know if I ever talked about my niece. Uh, my niece is black and Mexican, right? And my brother was asking her. My brother pointed out, like, he asked her about her friend. She's like, I have a friend named Omar. And my brother was like, Omar black, isn't he? And my niece was like, huh? what and he was like these little kids don't know nothing about races and he was like and if you see my niece she looks mexican like uh she uh, she looks like my, a mexican version of my mom which is funny um and he was like when you're black you know you black but these other characters maybe not know they were i'm like yeah i knew i was black from a young age yeah. i knew i was like all right i'm different <laughs> there's something else about me um where we at she, i mean i thought i was brown Yo, did I tell you? <laughs> I probably <have. laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, I'm not black, I'm brown. <laughs> yeah. Uh what was it? Because so on the PL, right? I remember I remember talking to these girls from the city. And the way I talked, and I know you guys know this because you listen to the podcast, and I I promise I, I hope I work I'm working on it where I slow down. I would talk so fast. That these girls was like, are you Puerto Rican? I'm like, no, why? You talk fast as hell. I'm like, oh no, I'm that Puerto Rican. Everybody but, say I talk fast. It's like you talk so fast, and they're like, oh, I just got to get the words out. So she admits she was an asshole. Oh no, no, no. She tells her mom she felt like her mom didn't want her around because she was black, and turned that anger on her mom. She admits she was an asshole as a teenager, and this is why she appreciated her mom for putting up with her. Tells her mom about the miscarriage, and the first thing that popped in her head was her mom. She apologized to her mom, 
And her mom gets emotional. She's like, you're going to ru- ruin my makeup? She says, no, dab, dab, now swipe. Don't swipe. Yeah. Uh, she did tell us beforehand, be- the-, the scene ends with the dab, dab, swipe, but she was like, yo, my dad was living five hours away and I had siblings in different households. That's, a- that's another thing that we could get into is I don't, I want to feel comfortable living that far away from my child. As, uh, without, listen, I get times are tough and you need a job. Then I'm, de- I'm going to make an effort. I'm going to see you every weekend. Oh, my day's right. off. I like I can't be right. that far away from you because five hours is nothing. Like I could drive for five hours. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, I thought we was going to end with tomorrow. The way they do their commercial breaks, you'd be like, oh, we're done. And be like, wait, no, we're not. We didn't do next time. I guess we're coming back for some more. So Alan visits Amara's place. She's doing so-so. They go all the way out upstairs outside to the roof. And she's like, look, my mom is packing up to go back to Miami. I wasn't planning on going back to Miami. And then he cuts her off like, so you going back to Miami? She, he was like, you say you love me? We got businesses? We making money? You like it here? You want, you want to be with me, but you want to leave? I don't trust him. No, I don't no, no. his intentions. Because this is why. If he was a good stand-up dude, he would have said, look, I wish you would have gave me more of a heads up, but when are you coming back? Right. He didn't ask none of that. He is so afraid. It was a, he was done. If you were so in love, how are you so easily done? And he was he was exuding that toxic behavior that they do with with bad dumb dumb men and cult leaders where they they disconnect you from your family. They don't want you to be around nobody else because they I think they have they know that other people are like he is not good for you. Like this is not. So then it goes further and he's like uh he said he don't want to deal with this. And because uh, she was like, you say, you know, uh, she wants to go back to me. She's like, oh, I want to go back to make my show. Mom's good financially. And he's like, you want to go be happy with your mom. And so there's a part where she says, well, listen, I want you to be understanding. Uh, I don't want this type of energy. Could you take me to the airport? Nah. This man said no. I could call you an Uber. He's like, I could call you an Uber. I didn't know the DR even had Ubers. Listen, (laughs) don't. I'm only saying that because Jamaica didn't have no Ubers. Oh, okay. Um, But like, what? Yeah, he was like, you 30, you got to make your own decision. She's like, yo, this the energy you giving me? So she was like, listen, I she she wants to be 100 percent sure what she's doing. She wants him and the mom to get along. She's like, he's so then he says, yo, go to Miami. I'll be understandable. I just have a lot to think about, but I still ain't take you to the airport. Then poor Amara says, can I at least have a kiss? A kiss? This dude kissed her on the cheek. And on walked- the ch- at that moment, he chose murder. He chose. Like, he chose for him to die. He is cho- I don't know. You cho- He chose violence. I did. Not I did. even in that moment. The moment I said, I'm about to go to Miami, and you completely flipped the switch on me. I should have pushed you off this fucking time. What is you talking about? No. Yeah. Yo, real talk, I thought she was going to say he can't. I get, this is the weird too. Not only does he not ask, I get that she, when she brought up he can't go to Miami, it was basically business, family, daughter. It wasn't, he ain't got no papers, he don't got a passport. He yeah, can come visit. No. He ain't got to move. Yep. Complete. Y'all got to give, oh, all right, whatever. Yeah. Or okay, not once he go like, how long you in Miami? That's, okay, yeah. you out there for a week. I'm gonna come out there in two or three days. Come yeah, hang see, out you, with you for a day. Like we can make this work. I feel like the flight ain't that bad. Yeah, no, it ain't. <laughs> I Miami feel like it's 
at tops a two-hour flight. Miami is a great location if you just like, yeah, I can go to yeah. so many islands off of Miami. It's not even yeah, funny. For real. What you want? U.S. version, British version, Caribbean? Like, what do y'all want to do? <laughs> Oh man! So we 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 end things back in the beauty bar. Flo is doing more promo for her bar on Instagram. Galel Galel is gonna be tough. I gotta write this out phonetically. Uh, Galel notices the shop is not ready, but Flo doesn't want to deal with any bad vibes. She's got a lot going on. Marlon is not coming home. She thinks she is he is doing something wrong. He's been acting weird and distance and not spending time with the kids. He used to mess with girls in Haiti, but promised that he had changed, but she's not believing it. And Galel says, Marlon fucked her girlfriend. And I thought to myself, does she mean girlfriend, girlfriend, or girlfriend like best friend? But then she's like, See, I was trying to figure that out too. Then she's like, This happened recently. He fucked my bitch. And I was like, Oh, this your girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> like, yo, this is the ratchetness you come to love and hip hop for, but the fact that she didn't tell her sister when it first happened, she waits till the cameras are like. She waited. First of all, you knew this. You didn't tell me. You're my sister. And how would like? Yeah. like and, and I started this off talking about how close me and my damn sister is. Like, how was Galileo even cool? Like, cause you like first you got you you feel some type of way because that's your girlfriend. This is your brother in law, and this is your sister. Like, you should be mad at everybody but your sister. You should be having at your girlfriend and at Marlon. Like, I'm the, you should be the first. Like, yo, you got to end this with him because he done did this and blah, blah. Quickly. So next time on Love and Hip Hop, Sukiana gets My arrested. Name. Yes. yes <laughs> Sukiana gets arrested. Marlon pleads the fifth. He's like, yo, you ain't got no proof. <laughs> um, that right, your reply is proof enough. Nah. You ain't got no proof, though. Sir? Amara okay. parents. I don't know why all the men on this show want to die. I just can't figure it out. Amara parents are together in the same room. Trick teaches cooking. Joy has a birthday party and Trick is there and Joy's new man is there. A trick. trick. Floyd makes it nasty in the studio. Floyd. Flo. Sorry. So this is what I'll get. So she so is this before or after the confrontation? She's in the studio. She needs some dude to grind on her so she can get the words out together. And then the part that I shouldn't be looking forward to, but I am, is Amara Paris fighting. Like, yo, I, Amara Mama is never going to forgive her daddy. That ain't going to happen, sweetie. No, never. Like, she's like, know. this man no. let me, left me here in this country and didn't check on you. Like, he's just trying to get to heaven. You could be friends with him or not. I'm not, I'm not going. Ah, all right. The way she got up, like she was going to whoop his ass. <laughs> I was like, uh, Mama Mar is not playing. That is the episode. You can tweet. What me. is her mother's name? Anna. What is it? Anna. Like, Anna. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think it's Anna, because I think that's how we would say it in English. <laughs> but I think it's Anna. I feel like we know, like, Mama D and Mama. Like, we we just be like Amara Mama. Yeah, because nobody says it. Yeah, and if you, you and I only wait, only wait, thing I tell you, only time time is up is when she's talking in Spanish. They'll put it in front of her, especially oh, when like true. when uh, Amara speaks in Spanish as well. All right, that's the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. You can tweet me at one and only. You can tweet Shell. And sex Shell, you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on the Snappity Chat, and I'm Nias with the Z Shell. Make sure you follow the website fifteen fifteen half. Check out the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, support on Patreon. Until next time, guys. I say peace. She says bye.